What the heck is COP and why should I care? Colloid osmotic pressure, or COP, also known as oncotic pressure, is a form of osmotic pressure exerted by a protein in a blood vessel's plasma that usually tends to pull water into the circulatory system. COP's main determinant is albumin, resulting in approximately 80% of the exerted osmotic pressure. A normal COP is approximately 21 to 25 millimeters of mercury. We often measure COP with a colloid osmometer, a common tool found in academic ICUs. Clinically, measuring COP assists the clinician in tailoring fluid therapy. In other words, when to implement the use of colloids in the critically ill patient. For example, if you had a post-operative hemoabdomen patient with a low COP of 12 millimeters of mercury, you'd want to start head of starch or some type of colloid to help maintain COP. Traditionally, we've all used plasma to measure COP. The question is, can we use whole blood instead? After all, it'd be easier, faster, and more convenient for running this test. Odunayo and all wanted to compare whole blood versus plasma when using the osmometer for COP measurements. So they collected blood from 53 dogs and compared the results from the two blood sample results. In the study, the mean and median whole blood COP was 21.75 and 21.4 millimeters of mercury, respectively, while for plasma, it was 21.2 and 20.9 millimeters of mercury, respectively. In other words, pretty close. While a statistically significant difference was found between whole blood and plasma, the results obtained with either sample remain within the normal range, meaning it really doesn't matter that much what type of sample you use. Plasma samples had a statistically lower COP than whole blood, with a mean reduction of 0.5 millimeters of mercury. This study also looked at the effect of hemolysis and pack cell volume on COP results. Surprisingly, hemolysis did not affect the results when plasma was used. Similarly, PCV did not affect the results when whole blood was used. Another arm of the study evaluated the effects of freezing the plasma on COP measurements. COP was measured after 12, 24, and 168 hours, or 7 days, of freezing at negative 20 degrees Celsius. Statistically significant difference was found when plasma was frozen over 7 days but again, the results were all within normal range. In this case, the difference was about 1.8 millimeters of mercury. This likely isn't clinically significant as we don't measure frozen samples very often. In conclusion, this is a simple but excellent study that clarifies a common question in the ICU. It'll be interesting to see the same study use whole blood and plasma of critically ill dogs. The use of intravenous fluids, colloids, and other therapies, as well as the disease process, may produce other physiologic and metabolic alterations that can affect COP measurements. So, what can we take away from this article? Basically, whole blood and plasma are both suitable options to measure COP. It's important because it means we can use whole blood to measure COP, which minimizes time in obtaining the results and increases efficiency in the ICU. In other words, not having to spin a lab sample down for us lazy and patient emergency critical care types. Forge ahead and save lives instead.